Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tonelli, and I'm joined this week by Patrick Higongo and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite for some shoe talk. Ishad's got a new shoe, but first, something new, a product review. We've talked a little shit about Etnies in the past, and the folks at Etnies have been listening, and they challenged us to give the shoes a try and see what they're really all about. So we did. Usually, I wear local Oregon brands like Nike or Adidas, but I figured I'd give my feet over to Etnies this summer and uh, see, see what that's all about. We got to choose any Etnies shoe we wanted, and we all chose the same one. Jason, what was it about the MC wrap that you think made us all choose that one? Well, it's got to be the brand narrative, right? I mean, back before, I think before DC, when there were no shoe contracts and you know it was the Wild West, people just wore whatever they wanted. Lots of people wore the wrap. Uh, Sal, Sal Barbier wore the highs, the red highs, and questionable if you remember. And the the low top wraps, when they cut them off, everyone wore those. Carol, Pepe Martinez, rest in peace, had a photo doing like a switch kick the backside tail side on the big legend Pulaski in them um, in some green wraps. So basically that, trying to plug back into that aesthetic. That aesthetic. I also skated them myself back in the day, like some patent leather ones with like white with a black sole. So that was it for me. How about y'all? Patrick, how'd you find your Etnies wraps to skate? I was pleasantly surprised. So the last salary issues, I actually really liked. I bought a few pairs of those, partially because of nostalgia, but also because I was pleasantly surprised that they felt good. And it was at a time, it was probably like, what, 2015? So I was really just finding my feet as somebody who had just started skating again in 2014 after a decade-long break. So I was scratching a lot of itches with those shoes. This is a little bit different because I've had a lot more variety in the shoes that I've skated over the last decade. Uh, It's kind of fascinating to think about that it's been 10 years since I moved to LA, 10 years since I started skating again. And it's what felt good about these shoes was, I'm never quite sure what to expect with with Soltech, right? Like from a marketing perspective or from colorways, anything like that. But from a purely functional perspective, I like these shoes for a few reasons. First of all, they were comfortable. They were different. You know, I kind of like a nice slim profile. I really love shoes that are based off of indoor soccer shoes or racquetball shoes. So a lot of Adidas and a lot of like kind of more vintage uh, kind of trimmed shoes. So I was surprised that I actually felt really comfortable skating in these. And what I did actually was I A-B tested them for a good chunk of the summer. When I've remembered to, I would bring out a pair of the Taishan mids, the Spitfire joints, and I'd bring out these and I'd do half the session in one pair, half the session in the other. And that's some I've real learned, some real product testing shit, man. Like you I, you I mean, really I, you really did it. So I, I appreciate that, Patrick. I'm a product manager. This is what I do. <laughs> and um, there we go. One thing that I really noticed, right, was that I've always felt it a, a little bit weird that like how do you know skaters with big shoes, how they, you know, how do they do flip tricks? And what felt weird was like it was very easy for me to do varial flips. And mind you, I can't really do flip tricks. And so second or third time skating those shoes, I was just kind of dorking around with a buddy in a parking lot and boom, varial flip, varial flip, varial flip. It, it was like, okay, this is not a fluke. And I don't know, maybe it's like the shape of the shoe or maybe I was just feeling confident that particular day, but that was one of like, a, that was a really, really nice feeling. I mean, Templeton, what did you think? I mean, you've mentioned that, you know, you tend to stick to the Oregon local brands of Nike and Adidas, but what'd you think? I, I actually really liked them, like to the point where if if I was going to the shop 
and needed some shoes, I would seriously consider getting another pair of wraps. Uh, I came from gazelles, like worn basically just gazelles for like probably two years since those uh, the green suture ones came out. So that was kind of like my baseline. And I was like, oh, these are like a little bit chunkier, like a little, a little wider. So I was like worried and they felt really good. I was able to skate. I felt up to my standard, like, you know, kind of the, the first test is like, can I 360 flip in these? And yes, I can 360 flip in these. So I, I felt really good in them. I felt, I, I wore them a lot, like just as a casual shoe. Cause I just wanted to, you know, try and test them out as well as I could. And they felt good just walking around and they felt really good skating. I feel like the, the narrative out there is that the shoes from the big brands are, excuse me, the, the shoes from the small brands are lower quality, but these shoes felt robust and good quality. The suede felt nice. Everything felt really good. So I was, I was pleasantly surprised and really happy to be skating these shoes. Yeah, for me, definitely very durable. Didn't even like rip the toe on like five or six sessions. I don't know if the sole is Michelin. Like I know some of the any shoes they have that Michelin sole or whatever, like uh, like the tires on your car. But anyway, unlike unlike Patrick, I was really disappointed in this last batch of salary issues. Uh, they were horrible. They were way too slim, in my opinion. Note, I'm a I'm a dunk man. I skate dunks almost exclusively. So yeah, those last salary issues were uh, horrible. Way too slim. Kind of like weird cup bulk hybrid wasn't really fucking with them at all but yeah these are pretty good my main criteria for a shoe are flick like how it catches and knows your board and how you how you feel looking down at them pretty much i don't really care about board feel uh, like someone said once i know where my board is i don't need the feel so a couple of things about the tongue well first of all it was it was a little slim for my liking i mean that's just me ask don't be i still remember like the old dunks, I mean, not the old dunks, old raps from the uh, mid-90s. But that being said, if I were to somehow, you know, go in a time machine and go to a shop and get some Etnies, I would probably be shocked by, like, how big and bulky they were. So you never know. I mean, it's 2024. So with the tongue, again, the tongue was also kind of slim. Like, I'm a weirdo. I'm one of those weirdos that can't have like their pant going over the tongue. The pant has to go like under the tongue. So I wish the tongue was a little bit puffier, but however, something cool, some new tech innovations. The tongue was vented for uh, the summertime. It, had, it was made with like this kind of mesh material. So that was cool. I did skate it on literally the hottest day of the summer. Uh, with some oh, that's, the, that's the, the ultimate test for living in the mid-Atlantic, you know, uh, Jason is based in Richmond, for those of you who don't know. So, I mean, when you're dealing with that type of heat, that's really when you're putting the shoe through its paces. So, Jason, you brought up something interesting. You're talking about the tongue because y'all remember, Etnies used to sell a spare tongue so you could do the double tongue on your shoe. And I don't know why they don't do that now. Yeah, the kids I mean, are into that right now. Bro. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not really the style right now. I, I just thought that was so it was so weird. I mean, in retrospect, maybe it was a little bit wasteful, but it just seemed dope. <laughs> anyway, so kind of like thinking back to or thinking about where Etnies lives in the current skate shoe environment. You know, Templeton, you are right. We've we've certainly had a laugh at Soltech's expense, but let's also remember 
this time, 25, 26 years ago, my first car, you know what my bumper sticker was? Don't do it. Mind you, I rock Nikes, right? But right. not for skateboarding. Definitely not for skateboarding. It wasn't really until, what, 2004, 2005 that I started wearing Nikes to skate. Anyway, besides the point. What was um, that? A, uh, was that a consolidated bumper sticker? Yes, it was. <laughs> I'd never seen a consolidated board in the, I've actually, yeah, to this day, still never seen a consolidated board in the wild. And I've been to mm-hmm. I've been to shops all over the world. Right? I've been to shops well, all over the world. Well, now you never will, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're done. <laughs> but anyway, I think, uh, I think, Jason, you also touched upon something interesting in, in the perception of the brand. Because as you guys know, I used to work for a labor rights nonprofit. I did a lot of research into supply chains for the manufacture of footwear and apparel and then later electronics. And one of the most important things I learned is that a lot of stuff is made in the same supply chain and in some cases the same factory so using high fashion for example it just so happens that sometimes you might could have a factory let's say it's in a multi-story warehouse you might have folks who are doing cutting and sewing on both louis vuitton and gucci gucci originals and the fakes right and that's why the things have become so good because why People are applying the exact same skills, you know, to slightly lower quality material. So, yeah, it looks almost exactly the same. Anyway, back to making shoes. A lot of shoe companies are manufactured in the same handful of factories that make shoes simply because, hey, these are the, you know, these are the people who know how to make it. So, like, where does that come from that people think that, oh, the quality is going to be less? Or is that just market because people think that, oh, because it's got the Adi, you know, the Climate Cool, or it's got the Nike Air technology, it's got the Nike Air bubble, the shits fly. Yeah, I'd say just marketing and you know, people think Nike and Adidas have a lot of dudes in white coats testing shit, you know, R&D type shit. Which they, they very well may. But the thing is, like, what, do we think that Etnies doesn't take or, you know, Soltech or DC, do we think that these folks don't take as much care? They might not have the same money and technology to do, like, say, the Nike Air technology. But what is Nike Air but just a, a trademark? Yeah, I mean, I remember... Back in the day, Soltech making a big deal about their research, I don't know, facility or whatever. Like they would have footage of people, you know, doing wear tests and motion tracking and, you know, analyzing whatever shit they analyze. So I I think that all the brands are doing research. And I think that, again, a lot of it is what are the factories capable of? And there's, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are Etnies and Nikes made in the same factories, in some of the same factories. That part. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if there was any Etnies that you could bring back, what would it be? Oh boy. Etnies or Ez? Or oh, anything Soltech. Oh, anything Soltech? I think they already did. I mean, they already brought back the Krieger. Which I, is I, my take favorite. It, I take it he's not making any money from that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think so. It's weird, dude. Like... For years, we were like, oh, like, you know, it'd be so fucking awesome if they retroed, you know, the Krieger or the Muska. And now that they did it, I'm like, eh, you know, I don't feel like spending 150 bucks on, like, a Soltex. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's like, once it's finally there, it's, like, not not so appealing. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way. Like, the Mark Johnson America shoe was, always like, one of my probably top five favorite skate shoes ever. And that just came back, and I'm just like, nah. So, yeah, it's... I think it's it's hard with those retro shoes because I, I think a lot of a lot of us who grew up skating, you know, Etnies and DCs and stuff, we're all skating Nike and Adidas now, and it it feels weird 
to be wearing a Soltec shoe. Like I, I felt weird over the summer wearing the Etnies and I, I always wondered like if my friends noticed and were thinking like, oh, why are you, why are you wearing Etnies? That's weird. I don't think anybody ever said anything, oh, but it was always a grown ass man. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, like we're always looking at like what people are wearing and stuff. And like, you know, if somebody's wearing some, I'm sure people have asked you about the Ashads, uh, Patrick, when you're out skating, you know, like damn straight. Yeah. So it, like, it, it stands to reason that someone would ask about my shoes if it's like out of the ordinary for, you know, none of my friends wear Soltec. We're all, you know, riding the Oregon brand shoes pretty much or yeah. bands. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll say two things that number one, you're right. There is that self-consciousness that comes out. But I think it's also worth remembering that we're living in a time where a lot of skaters are a lot more laissez-faire. You know, we're a lot more live and let live. And especially when you're older. You know, who's going to be looking at you and asking questions about what shoes you rock? And especially if you got rent, a mortgage, you know, you got bills and things like that. You're going to rock what you rock. And that's nobody's business. But then number two, I will say this about myself. Give me 50 bucks. I will come together with the ill fit from Kirkland wherever, you know. It's doesn't matter how much or what the label is. You know, if you're creative and you enjoy getting dressed, you can make a fit out of anything from anywhere at any budget. I don't know. So I guess then the big question is going to be for some folks like, okay, y'all like these shoes. Like you didn't hate them. You skated them. You've all had, you know, you know, varying opinions. So the hard hitting question is what should, what should Soltech keep doing and what they do they need to do less of? Hmm. All right. Well, I think just tap tapping into like the heritage elements, like the wrap shoe or whatever other shoe they could get. I think there were a, uh, yeah, there were a few of those. Also, just give way to pro model. I think I think they need to lean into their riders that have a little more juice on a street level, i.e. Wade, um, maybe TJ Rogers. So a little more of that would be good. Also, the less of, I don't know, like their branding, their overall brand aesthetic is kind of like, I don't know, like middle of the road, milk toast. I don't know how to put it. So maybe just some more like, edgy branding uh, that sounds horrible but you you know what i mean like yeah absolutely yeah edgy branding oh my god dude like no 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 <laughs> consultants get paid a lot of money to say stuff like this so say it with your chest jason yeah the brand brand a little more a little more point of view along those lines if i was don brown and i'm running this company i would be pissed that asics comes out of nowhere and gets all this juice on the street well, I, I think as far as ASICs go, they, they had a pretty genius brand rollout. And I think we're always interested to see what a legacy big brand is going to do in skateboarding. Yeah, true. Also, I mean, anytime there's something there's something new, whether it's a new board brand or a shoe company or whatever, it has built in, that gives it built in juice already. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, oh, that's, that's old, whatever. It's like the yeah. End. It's like when you're a legacy company like Soltech, it's like the juice has been squeezed. Yeah. So you gotta gotta find a new way to uh, get some juice. Etnies had a clip come out recently as like a Euro tour, and I was like, shit, this is really good. Like almost everybody on the team is really sick. Oh uh, yeah, no doubt. So I I think there could be like a little bit of team tweakage and maybe a few more. I you know I'm not a shoe designer, so I, I can't say like how to do make cooler looking shoes by doing this or that i I don't know how to make cooler looking shoes but i think that there needs to be a few more cooler looking shoes in the line but i i think that soltech is 
solid brand. And I think that we've talked a little too much, like, or I'm just going to say, I've talked a little too much shit about Soltech and going forward, they're going to get a lot more respect from me. What about you guys? Ça, c'est un petit message, un petit message pour PR. Si vous voulez parler du business, appelez-nous chez Mosty Skateboarding. And that's a little little French message for the homie Pierre, Pierre Andre at uh, at Etnies, um, or rather at Soltech. But yo, like, let's keep it 100. Like, what, whether or not a shoe is fly or ugly is purely subjective, right? And I think to Jason's point about edginess, like, yo, what did ASICs do? ASICs, like, they got Gino as the anchor, and they built a team of people who either had, you know, internet clout, street clout or industry clout right like and that's what made this shit work correct so what's stopping soltech mind you asics had to do that from japan right and granted they're in was uh was a homie casper who uh was previously at nike etnies is already plugged into the industry in california i know that there's enough people in like the soltech contacts list to be able to do something similar and be able to bring it up much much more quickly because right what do you need? Put together like, a, you know, almost like a, here. Now we're basically, now we're giving away the gems for free. So we're going to have to invoice Soltech. But yo, <laughs> put together like, whatchamacallit, like a, like an Etnies, like gold label series or some shit like that, right? And make a bunch of phone calls, find out who's not getting shoes, who's fly, who's tight on Instagram, who do the kids on Slap like? I say kids, but it's mostly, you know, <laughs> middle-aged dudes. But, you know, who, 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 who's got the juice on Slap? Who's cool on, sk on skate Twitter? Like, actually do some market research. Like, it's not that diff. It's like, it's not that difficult. Like, we're, we're out here. Like, figure out, like, what your lane is going to be. Hit up some people from the, you know, in that space. Start flowing some shoes. Like, find out the cool shops, you know? It almost feels like a little bit remedial, maybe even, like, a bit back to school. But Soltech could do what ASICs did. Like, it was light work. No problem. They could definitely do that. You know, I don't it's know. All about I, what... I think it's I think it's easier said than done because I think Soltec has like they have a long, long legacy. So I think that it's it's tough to overcome your legacy, overcome people's preconceived notions about yourself. You know, like like with Asics, nobody knew anything about Asics. Like nobody really skated Asics shoes, so they could be whatever people wanted them to be or whatever they wanted to be to the people. Whereas Etnies and Soltec, they're they are their history and their legacy so i i think you know i think etnies i think etnies could do a rebrand you know I, I think that the logo is a little old they could kind of switch out the brand narrative a little bit switch out the team a little bit and you know that could be a thing yeah well i mean for ez i'm looking at their team here it's just tj rogers tom penny kelly hart tom asta wade and marcus shaw i think marcus shaw is uh like at barcelona or something so there's definitely, dude, yeah. yeah. So there's definitely some room for you know expansion there. Kelly Hart is really dope. I don't think he's like an active AM or pro. Yeah, they, I think maybe they need to invest in the team. And the S they team especially, I feel like the team. it's like. I mean, it, it it seems like I don't know. This is gonna sound harsh, but the S team seems like the sale rack. <laughs> no, but like I know what y'all are saying. Like, just you know how DC like floods, not DC. Nike like floods DC with skate shoes. Like everyone at uh, Pulaski is just all Nike'd out. Just say like they took some scene like Boston or whatever, and just like all the kids up there, they just set, send the boxes. So the footage that came out was like, oh, like you know, Ed's and he's this is some real like skate rat shit, you know, just some shit like that. I mean, 
good luck with Boston because that's New Balance territory. And no, I was DC just is un- true, true. But like DC is unique because DC's sneaker culture is also heavily indebted to Nike and New Balance. Like true. In the many years I lived in DC, like yo, the Nike boot, like no Timberlands in the winter, Nike boot, right? Any of the New Balance, what were considered like quote unquote, oh, those are old man shoes. Like oh, those are I'm already calling the cops shoes. Yo, the flyest dudes on the block were wearing New Balance and absolutely kitted out. But Jason, you're you're right. Like you find a scene, and more specifically, find a scene that's popping. Because like also like here's the thing, Etnies or rather, excuse me, Soltech has a, an interesting advantage in that. Remember, they also got the you know they got Euro heritage. You know, you can go to Stalin Plaza, just pull up and be like, yo 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 yo, here you go, here you go, here you go. It's you're right. Like it's it's about you're right, flooding the block. Flooding the block with with product, getting as many shoes out there and getting them in places where people are watching. Because look at DC's DC's rebirth, their resurrection. Like they were dangerously close to being just puppy shoe mall brand. The fact that so many skaters in Philly rock DC, like, I mean, like they got their swag back. You know, I have no idea what's going to happen now with this most recent corporate takeover. Um, that might actually slow down a lot of this progress. Soltech, mostly skateboarding consulting uh, incorporated is going to be sending you an invoice <laughs> for all this free advice we're giving. But like we are all, you know, serious, well-read professionals with experience in this particular space. Like we're not just uh, people with a podcast talking out of our ass like this is this is this is the way it's actually done. You're getting this for free. Well, I, I am just a person with a podcast talking out of my ass. Right around the end of the year, Nike sent us Shad's new shoe to try out today. We got two minutes of heavy, heavy hitting Ashad footage in the new shoes. Patrick, you're the only one of us who's actually skated the shoes since we've uh, been dealing with weather in all our locations. Uh, what's your first impression of the Ashad 2? I've not only skated these shoes in multiple sessions in the year 2024, I've also chilled in these shoes, gone out in these shoes, uh, hung out at my in-laws crib. All right, we'll start with the video. So Gal de Lyon, which is where you got the mirror lines in Ishad's part, is one of the most difficult spots to skate in Paris. Not only because it's a very busy hub train station that goes out not only to other parts of France, but also international trains, um, but also just like y'all have seen it. Like that is not an easy spot to skate. The shoes themselves, I think, are a huge improvement on the Ishad ones. First of all, I love a mid top. These joints, they look really, really, really good with shorts and some tall socks. The air technology, yo, they're insanely comfortable right out of the box. Like, ridiculously comfortable right out of the box. I was really, 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 really impressed. And so I skated these. I skated a couple mini ramp sessions, uh, an abandoned hill bomb. Uh, shout out to the homie Chris Giamarino. Uh, excuse me, Dr. Chris Giamarino. Skated a bunch of curb sessions um, and also skated a little bit of flat around the house or, or around my house. And, you know, with some shoes... Especially if you're older and, you know, your feet hurt, you can kind of have to, you know, you got to break them in. Like, they felt good off rip. And I wasn't really sure what to expect. But also, looking at some footage of myself in these shoes, they look good. They look really, 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 really good. I think they look better with baggy pants. Jason, to your point earlier about making sure that the tongue is sticking out, that's a little harder on these shoes. Yeah, it's because um, like the, uh, the inner booty. Yeah, the inner booty. The only, you know, the only thing that feels a little weird is like that inner booty, which is kind of like, a, I don't know if it's like quite plastic or leather. 
But that feels like that could kind of like stick into your ankle a little bit, depending on what kind of socks you're wearing. But it didn't it didn't bother me explicitly. But in terms of like the actual sole is thick without being bulky and the board feel is very, very, very good. It's funny. I like you mentioned the sole. Like I, I got the shoes in my hands right now and I took I took the insole out. And interestingly, the airbag is in the insole. It's not in the shoe. So the actual sole of the shoe is 10 millimeters thick, which seems it feels thin to me. And then the uh, the insole is again about I don't know 10, 15 millimeters thick. So pretty thin, I felt, but quite comfortable. I cooked dinner in the shoes tonight, and uh, they felt real good. So you got the cook test. <laughs> that, that's the extent of my uh, my wear testing so far. I like that that you can pull out the airbag because I'm thinking I could I could put some mostly skateboarding branding on the airbag and then you could see it through the window. So that oh. that'll be something fun to fuck with. Yeah. Um, well, first off, the the video, you know, it's like at the end of the year we had all that sodi hype and everything, and now you know, Ishad's like, in case you forgot, let me do these crazy like heel flip and switch heel flip mirror lines at this impossible to skate spot and like. He'll put front side nose, nolly heel out, just super casual. Just in case you forgot who I am. So I tell me you're gonna say something. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, you know, it did serve as a really good reminder of who a shot is and what he's really about. I feel like he's been he's been just kind of giving us fuck around footage for a little bit. Okay. And th- this was like serious shit. You know, like I I was like super impressed with the two minutes of footage. And I think it was really interesting that there was there was the Nike release, which was kind of just raw footage. And then on Ashad's YouTube channel, there was that same footage, a couple extra clips edited to a song, which makes me wonder if there was like some music rights drama or something. Oh, I got to I gotta check that out. I didn't know that. I got to check that out on YouTube site. So anyway, funny thing. I, I wore these to Shabbat dinner like the first day they came. My dad was like, oh, nice shoes. Where'd you get them? So then I had to explain about like the Nike skateboarding program and everything. So that was, that was pretty funny. But uh, that's a flex. <laughs> you see, Dad, I do this podcast with my friends, and because of it, Nike send me some shoes. Bro, that's almost exactly what I said. It's a it's a pretty weird conversation to have. It's a verbatim, <laughs> almost what I said verbatim. But anyway, yeah, the shoe is it is it a mid top? I was trying to figure it out because it doesn't really. If it's not a low top. Mid tops usually come. It's up funny here. because. The blazers, the blazer high tops are considered mids. Like on, on the website, they're the blazer mids. And I'm like, these are high tops. So I, I think that the Ashads would be considered a low top, even though they're, they're a tall low top, I think. Yeah, that's what I was, it's like an almost mid top. Not quite. And, I mean, that's yeah. to me, like there, there was like, um, maybe it was like the first Leo Bakers were kind of in that weird gray area between mid top and high top. And I like that, right. like in terms of, like ankle protection, which is increasingly becoming a thing. But, you know, like with the Ishad ones, I really liked it and I liked all the colorways. The only beef I had, and this was something, a, a similar issue I had with the the Buzinitzes, is that the insole is raised just so much that it almost feels like you have to tie them super tight to make sure that your heel doesn't pop out of the shoe, depending on how you skate, which is a real nuisance. Yeah, you can't be popping out of the shoes. I actually never got to skate the the Ashad ones. I always thought they looked really cool, and they were kind of on my lists of like shoes I wanted to skate. Uh, yeah, um, Ishad Ishad ones did look super cool. Had a lot of cool colorways. I think they were like a little too slim. 
for me to really fuck with them heavy. But uh, back to the airwear over here. Kind of reminds me of a couple of shoes, like the old Colin McKay DCs. That was also kind of like a higher low top. And the Ez Ronnie Krieger that I mentioned before, just because of the mesh side panel type of thing. What what do you guys make of the air? Like this is kind of like a Air Max, like part of the Air Max lineage, I guess. I'm I'm not quite a sneakerhead, so I don't really know where this falls in that. Like, does this feel like an Air Max? A little bit. I've got it on one of my feet right now. And yeah, I mean, the Air Max goes back to like the Air Max 95, Air Max 96s and everything. Um, I got to go out and skate it to see how it kind of translates to the skate space can we can we wear these on air max day yeah i think so i think it'll work for air max day okay perfect another what cool day? thing like from a real quickly from a sneakerhead perspective i like how it says nike sb on the heel kind of like how they say nike air on all the uh, jordans or the best jordans that's kind of interesting i think nike is doing something they, they're working on something with the the you know the nike airs because um like the air max plus there was recently uh, some footage of uh, Kylian Mbappe, uh, French international star Paris Saint-Germain, who was wearing um, a football cleat version of the uh, the Air Max Plus. And I think of all of the skaters who are sponsored by Nike, like Ishad, definitely, I think he, he's got the swag and the chops to tap into that lineage. Actually, like, speaking of Air Maxes, Jason, what do you think is the best Air Max of all time? I'm going to be boring and say just Air Max 95. That's the original one? I think so. Let me take a look here. Air Max 95. Yeah. Yeah, like the green, green, gray, and black Air Max 95s. Those are pretty hard to fuck with. I like the 97s. Let me take a look. There was oh, the, yeah, was yeah. Those are, those are clean. Too. Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, that, personally, yeah, I like 95s. Yeah, because like, wasn't there like a... a there was a, the dude who found it around to uh, Sean Weatherspoon, right? Yeah. There was that crazy yeah. colorway that was like super duper high demand. Yeah, like very high demand and just like kind of crazy. But yeah, like the although I don't know, I tried like uh I already I like I tried a couple pairs of Air Max 95s back in the day, um just as chillers and I couldn't get with it. Like by contrast though, my wife loves them. Like that's her like that's her go-to, which is actually kind of nice too cuz then we don't end up like when traveling like that's like uh she's like that's her travel chiller. So then we don't end up with that thing where, you know, like, you know, sometimes you'll see couples and they'll be in matching sneakers and it's a bit ridiculous. No yeah. offense to anybody who does that. Like, I just like, she often complains. We always look like we're going to two completely separate events. I was like, that's our thing, you know? But yeah, anyway, back, cool, to, back to Nike and, and Air Maxes. So I think another question for y'all is it kind of felt like some of Nike SB was getting lost in hype beast culture. And I think that the combination of inflation plus that particular space being in one of its uh, transition modes, like, I don't know, like, it felt like, it feels like uh, with this shoe, this Ishad clip, and just like uh, like the little joint that they did with uh, that skate shop in Madrid, it feels like Nike's hitting, not a full reset, but like a slight, like, a, they're hitting like a restart button. What do y'all think? Or am I, am I imagining things? Well... Like 10, 15 years ago, like the, the cool thing about SB was they would take chances and put, you know, all types of different tech shit in their shoes, like the Zoom Tray, Zoom Tray AD. They put like whatever, I think it was like a Kevlar insert or something like, or something like that in the, in the midsole. I don't know. Maybe not that, but they would definitely, you know, take chances with tech stuff in shoes, which 
being like a big sneaker nerd is really dope. I really appreciate it. So it's cool. They're kind of like circling back to that. Yeah, it feels like with this shoe and the Ashad one, it was like they're really trying some new shit, you know, like you could look at the SB line before that or like everything else in the SB line. And it's like pretty standard, like nothing too crazy. And then the Ashad shoes are pretty wild. And I, I actually heard today that Nike is trying to or Nike higher ups want to push more innovation or like feel the need for more innovation, you know, so I think this could be part of that. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I like it. Like some people, you know, some people just say like anything besides like a old school era, a dunker and blazer is like, oh, that's ugly, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you got to try something new. Every once yeah, in you got to take some swings. And I, I appreciate exactly. that. Exactly. And they have not only the technology to be able to do it, they have the, you know, there's precedent and they've done it for they've done it for chillers. They've done it for a lot of casual shoes. I think what's really important for Nike for this year and going forward is to make sure that they've got the standards on Deckington. Any skate shoe that has a Nike account, they got to have some blazers and some dunks in some normal ass colorways. So if I'm coming in there and I just need to grab something because also here's here's the other thing. You know, I tried the the Tom Knox's. I tried the the, the Tom Knox uh, New Balances on at a shop recently, and they looked amazing, but they did not feel good on my feet. And that was like super, super, super frustrating because I really wanted to cop a pair because you know I thought they looked fire. But anyway, besides the point, like I, I think that I know that Nike and Adidas have been pushing more for direct to consumer mail order, but there is nothing like going and trying on shoes and knowing what sizes hit your feet. So for example, me, I am normally a size 11. If I'm wearing dress shoes, however, that's usually gonna be like a 10, cause like leather, you know, size is different. If it's Adidas's, I can rock a 10, 10 and a half and 11. Nike, it has to be an 11. Vans, it has to be an 11 and, and so on and so forth. And I think that that's something that you only figure out when you're trying on shoes on a regular basis. And yes, I know we're trying to go e-commerce all day, every day, but I think it's more I think it's more important to keep some standards, some staples, right? Right? Like every kitchen you should have some pasta, you should have like a couple things in there so you could whip up a little something at a moment's notice. Similarly, your shoes are, you know, if your shoes are on their last legs, you could just roll into a skate shop and bong, just grab yourself like a, a pair of dunks, you know, or some just like some regular SB blazers. I mean, what do y'all think? 100%. Although I do get a kick out of raffling. I don't know, it's fun. Fun for me, you know, because I don't usually go down to the shop and go down to the shop, shoot the shit, see all the new product and whatever. It's kind of cool. But yeah, the staples and the regular like black and white colors would be pretty dope just to have available. So Ishad is what, 32 years old. And I'm thinking about the number because he's the same age as a French soccer player, Antoine Griezmann, uh, who played his ass off today because Atletico Madrid beat um, Real Madrid. But I digress. Ishad is probably top five on the planet right now. He's won Sodi before. I don't think he's too plussed about trying for it again, but you know, what else is there for Ishad to accomplish? Uh, I mean, I, like somebody on Slap today said he keeps on giving us footage when he doesn't have to, you know, like I, I think that he, he could cruise, but that's not, doesn't seem to be his nature. So I, I think we're lucky to have Ishad and we're lucky that he's a skate rat and just wants to keep skating or appears to want to keep skating. What else? Uh, 
fucking gold medal for the United States of America in the 2024 Olympics, baby. Is is shot? Is he competing? Is he in the? Um... No, no I, I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just fucking. I mean, but, uh, that would that would be dope. Like, I don't think he's on the team, as far as I know. But that would be sick, it's, man. It's so dumb. It's like, there's like there's no like we don't have much transparency into what the actual the feeding into like I could tell you in an instant how somebody in track and field, you know, makes it to the Olympics, the qualifiers, everything like that. Shout out to my father-in-law who put me onto that and regularly watches track matches and goes to, you know, goes to Oregon every summer uh, for huge track and track and field meets. But like, it's skateboarding. It's so confusing. Like, but Ishad is one of those people. Just, isn't it just contest stuff? Like, you know, you do street league and you go, you know, to all it's, the different street league stops and you accumulate points and stuff. Like, I just, is it still street I don't league, know because I don't, I don't pay attention to that shit, but I think it's pretty, like, like that's kind of part of how the Olympics works is you got to have a system that people yeah. can follow about how you get in. So it they, might just be a, a blind spot on our part that we don't know. Yeah, I don't. The wasn't the Olympic team kind of random? Like it wasn't. It wasn't a street league dude. For example, it was like Jagger Eaton. I'm not sure if he does street league. He might actually. It's skaters. Yeah, who I can think pass there's a like fans park series and stuff. Yeah, like that. there's all types. You know, of- it is. It is skaters who can pass a drug test, and that's all people's <laughs> personal. That's all people's personal time, and I am not here to judge, and I really do not care. But like, let's keep it a hundred. Uh, there's definitely some stoners out there who could probably kill it in the Olympics if only they weren't uh, such squares. But you know, going back to you know what the feeder contests are, or whatever. Yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to see see who ends up uh, who ends up who ends up qualifying and making it to Paris. But Ishad, though, I mean, Paris just looks like such an amazing city for him. There's some skaters who make certain like there's some pairings of skaters and cities. That are just so wonderful, like Kalis and Philly, right? Oh right. my goodness, you know, Ishad anywhere, but Ishad in Paris is just beautiful. Like it's just like he is such a, it's just like a dope looking. It's just a dope looking city for him. So yeah, Paris you know, looks good to, on him. Yeah, so maybe I, I don't know what maybe what Ishad should do is I think he should put out the fucking sledgehammer part. We joke about this. But a part soundtrack by Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. I'm talking about like career defining, you know, where he, if he turns 33 next year, let it be in like his Jesus year, you know, put out the part of all parts, like the one that just like cement his legacy and let you know, like this guy is one of the best skaters of all time. We need that Sledgehammer part. I know we would all be stoked to see that, which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Patrick, what? Are you stoked on as you await the sledgehammer part from the shot? I'm stoked on Spitfire Wheels. I actually really enjoyed those ASICs New York City clips that dropped earlier today. Uh, kind of like a nice mix of a little tourist video. And Gino talking about cannoli. Pocket Skate Mags followed series is always great. But this this week they released an episode with Memory Screen and giving insight to how dude compiles his clips, how he collects videos and magazines and scans everything, maintains a whole separate computer just for that editing work ridiculously stoked on Tyshawn head to toe in Louis Vuitton doing a nollie heel into the Parisian equivalent of the Jerome Avenue banks in the Bronx. And uh, speaking of Jerome Avenue banks, uh, because uh, my parents used to live over by there when they first came to the U S a massive happy birthday to my dad who turns 69 today. Nice. Jason, what are you stoked on? Stoked on venture trucks out of San Francisco, California. If you follow me on Twitter, you're probably aware that Integrity is my favorite band. They got a new record, and it's mostly 
covers and b-sides that kind of stuff i think there might be one or two new songs on there so that's pretty dope uh, patrick mentioned this before but stoked on the nike x welcome skate shop in madrid edits all your madrid edit all your you know spanish favorites like daniel lebron some new dudes and probably the best jesus fernandez footage that we've seen in a minute finally stoked on filmer jason jenkins jenkins log series specifically volume nine which is all about eggs basically a bunch of raw footage from eggs around like the peak time 2006-2010 some real skate rat legend and just shit if you're into that templeton what are you stoked on this week i am stoked on the magazine rack on the internet archive it's basically a bunch of nicely scanned old magazines including uh, a bunch of old skateboarder mags uh, a few thrashers some other random skate magazines and then just tons of other random magazines it's a little like incomplete like a lot of a lot of magazines it's just like oh here's like three issues from 2015 or something so that's, that's like not that interesting but lots of interesting weird magazines to look through if you are bored on the internet probably great to do like listen to this podcast and look at old magazines that you know while you're at your job that's stupid and boring that that would really stoked me out you know like 10 years ago when i was in that situation anyway um i'm rambling that's it for our show this week be sure to check out mostly skateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes until next time you can keep up with us all week online jason where can the people find you on the twitter at carbonite1994 on the instagram at frozen carbonite and writing stuff for quartersnacks.com new stuff uh coming soon patrick where can the people find you you can find me on the internet under the handle at colonel k speaks on twitter at p kigongo on what's that joint oh, instagram i have no idea what my handles for blue sky or for threads are i think threads is definitely p kigongo but you can also find me doing cool stuff with the harold hunter foundation we're currently in the process of starting planning for harold hunter weekend over in june and we've also just welcomed a new executive director after a lengthy search We'd like to welcome Tiffany Lee to the mix, and uh, hopefully we'll get her on the pod to talk about what it's like to work at a skate nonprofit at some time in the future, but she's still getting settled in and onboarding. Templeton, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding and on Twitter at Mostly Skate. We will see you guys next week. Bye.